Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for coming back to the Full of Joy podcast today. Today's episode is a game changer. One of my very, very top focuses as a self-development influencer and soon-to-be mindset coach is to create space. With all of my platforms, my goal is to create and be a space for talking about growth and mindset, mental health, of course, comparison. And I just want to be able to talk about the messy and the hard things and then also give you tools to help support yourself through those and ways to fully lean into both the good and the hard parts of life. And I'm honored to have today's guest on. You are going to love her and I'm so thankful for the conversation that we have. But before we get today's episode started, I wanted to do a quick giveaway. Over the past few episodes, I've been doing a giveaway in the intros, so make sure you're not skipping ahead. Make sure you listen and be entered into the giveaway. So again, today I'm going to give away a copy of my ebook, my recipe ebook called Seeds of Joy. And all you have to do to enter the giveaway is take a screenshot of this episode or any episode that you're listening to and share it over on your Instagram stories or share it on social media and tag me at Francesca X or at Full of Joy podcast and that's all you have to do you could you can share your biggest takeaways from the episode um, let me know why you're loving it and just share it and that's all you have to do to be entered to win my recipe ebook seeds of joy also if you're feeling generous please leave me a review let me know what you're loving any guests that you want to see on and go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so i know that you are loving it so i'm so excited because this episode of full of joy podcast is sponsored and having this podcast sponsored was a huge goal for me this year and it allows me to create more episodes and interview more amazing guests and share valuable content with you. So thank you to our sponsors and we'll hear more about them later on in the episode. Alrighty, so let's talk about today's guest. So Alex is a therapist and coach who teaches women how to pursue their selfish ambitions while learning from their struggles. And in today's episode, we have created a space to talk openly about trauma, counseling and coaching and the differences and similarities in them. And we dive deep into self-love and making a commitment to yourself. I love today's episode. And if you're anything like me, I know that you will too. So grab a pen and paper because Alex does not hold back. And I will, of course, link to all of Alex's socials and where to work with her in the show notes of this episode. So let's get into it. Thank you so much, Alex, for being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to get to really chat with you and kind of get into um, kind of dive deeper into what we've been talking about um, the past Mm -hmm. few days, just in person and all the things that you post on social media so align with me and I think my audience as well. So this is just such a perfect collaboration. So I think let's just go back to the beginning. Can you just kind of fill us in on really your backstory, how you got started, how you kind of made the transition from therapist to um, practicing coaching now? Um, Take us through the whole story. Okay. So it's, I I don't want to like go all the way back, but I will go back to like where um, you know, when you turn 19, you start to figure out what you want to do, or you're expected to figure out what you want to do. And I actually went to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising for visual communications. Um, I did that, went to New York, did PR, worked with Kelly Catron, like did all the things. But then I just realized that I was more so being asked advice or being like shoulders to talk to versus doing the PR work. So then I was like, I don't really 
think this is like it for me. So, you know, 21 came around and I was kind of lost because, you know, really people force us or expect us to have like this path kind of lined out. And I was doing that to myself and um, relinked with my now husband and he had two daughters. And so I really was trying to figure out at that moment, where was I going to take my life? It wasn't New York and PR. I was back in my hometown. What was I going to do? Um, so I would say like the minute I adopted my two girls, that was probably like a huge eye opener of like what my purpose is or what really comes naturally to me. So insert psychology. And so then I got my associates in psychology and even then, like I knew therapy was like a word, but I didn't ever say, oh, I'm going to be a therapist. I just knew psychology was like the realm. I knew I was good at talking to people. I knew I was good at connecting with people. I always had great advice, even at 21. And I just didn't know what to do with it yet. And then I got my BS. And when I got my bachelor's, that's when I met my now best friend. And she was a therapist. And it was like all the stars kind of aligned, you know, because you attract your next chapter. And so I was like, oh, okay. So then I got my master's. I got a double master's. Um, in psychology with an emphasis in marriage family therapy and professional clinical counseling. So interesting though, because I'm like the one, I swear people who study psychology constantly want change. Like that's why you study psychology because it's an evolution of information. And so then when I graduated my master's, I was like, oh, I don't think I like therapy. Like I love therapy, like in the room and the work, but what therapy stood for didn't still didn't align with me. It was kind of like the fashion thing. Like I've always had that. I've really been good at aesthetics and visuals and putting things together, but it still didn't drive me. And so when I graduated my master's, I actually got pretty depressed. Like I did it all. Um, now what? And I'm still not feeling it. And so then COVID happened, right? Like for everybody, like COVID happened. And I think you were forced to kind of look at what you were going to do with this. Therapy was super needed, but then I think everyone else was looking at themselves that so was coaching. And so it was kind of like this alignment of, you know, we're so vulnerable as it is. I'm going to do whatever I want now. And that was the evolution of coaching. I didn't even know coaching was a thing. Like I been to Tony, like I followed Rachel, Ed Milet, I swear he's like my dad, like I followed them, but I never connected it with coaching because as a therapist, we can't give advice. And I think that was always my like push and pull. Like I really wanted to see people all the way through versus therapy is really like this pocket. And that was the part that didn't like sit with me. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to see people follow all the way through. And then that's the evolution of coaching that is truly like the energizer of my soul. When I have coaching clients, I can go run like five miles after because I just feel so fueled. And that I really think is like the purpose. If you feel that, then you found it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So kind of take us through. So you call your coaching business, the selfish contract. So can you kind of take us through what that means? um, And kind of like what the processes of going through coaching with you would be like? Okay. So the selfish contract, when I created it, I really wanted it to kind of sound quirky because 
really, I think to focus on yourself, you have to be selfish to some point. You really do. Like some things have to take a back seat for you to really get to that next level. And some people just don't really like that. And you have to see it all the way through, which is the contract piece. Like you have to make this promise, regardless of what's going on, this has to be completed. And that was like the evolution of selfish contract. So like the basis of the coaching with selfish contract is you start and everyone is just so different that I don't make it this tailored. This is what we're focusing on. I really like you to me and you tell me where you're at. Obviously I have the education to hit very many points besides processing. So if you, like I have seven clients now, all very different. So you come to me in that first 45 minutes and you tell me what you want. You tell me what you want and what you're willing to do to get there. And then I kind of bring it back and create this plan and walk you through it. And th that's what I think people need. Everyone has the skill. They just need the oomph mm -hmm. and the resource push and you can do it. And that, that's the coach I am. I don't, I don't know if you would call it empowerment. I don't know if you would call it life, but I'm like, get your shit together and let's do it kind of coach. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> That's amazing. We all need that. So with the I contract, I think like commitment. And for me, in normal life, commitment is something I'm really good at. I'm really good at habits. I'm really good at routine. But once 2020 happened, COVID happened, all that went down the drain. And I kind of just, I lost motivation or I don't know. I don't know what happened. I lost some piece to help me connect that commitment piece. So do you have any um, like steps to take to stay committed and to stay like, um, you know, true to yourself? Like, why am I procrastinating? Why am I not committed to myself right now? <laughs> help me. I, I can go off on a whole podcast on that truly. So I posted emotional burnout probably mm -hmm. last week. Um, I think we all experience this sense of pushback or um, reluctancy to start something or procrastination to almost an extreme degree that we didn't even know what was going on. Mm -hmm. I truly feel all of us have felt that to a degree because we have not processed the last 18 months. I think everyone in this world was in fight or flight mode. Like they could not process their next steps. Everyone's foundation was gone. And it's like, now we're slowly back. Everyone just needs a nap because yeah. we're so exhausted surviving. Right. So like the only advice I would give for that is lean in to whatever tired you're feeling and give yourself like a timeline. Like I'm going to do two weeks of just recharge, get a new book, get a new goal. And it has to be a small goal and slowly make baby steps towards rebuilding because everyone is just exhausted and no one knows how to say, I'm tired, but I don't know why. Like no one knows how to say it because the world keeps spinning, but we're mm -hmm. exhausted. Everyone to just feels off. Like the energy feels off and no one can really pinpoint why we just feel so tired. It's just because we're coming down from this survival mode. Okay. Interesting. Really that. That. Yeah. So going off survival mode, let's talk about trauma. <laughs> so as a Favorite. therapist, I, yeah, as a therapist, I just so respect you. And I just really want to pick your brain on this and be like a, a an advocate or like a helper to everyone listening. So for me personally, I hadn't recognized my challenges as traumas until 2020. Um, so 
like what are ways to recognize that you're actually dealing with trauma or struggling with a trauma and then how do we know what to do with it like do we instantly know like okay I have trauma I need to go to a therapist or do I need to go to a coach like how do we know what to do with it and how do we recognize that we are dealing with a trauma so it's a really good question so I mean not to get too clinical but trauma occurs when a connection is broken for us so I'll give a small example. If we witness a car accident, I might be okay to drive, but someone else's connection of safety got interrupted and they no longer want to go on that freeway because they're going to constantly play a tape of that car accident. So trauma usually happens when something emotionally disconnects abruptly and we had to survive. So that's the trauma response. That could be like the car accident, that could be someone grabbing your purse, that could be a divorce, that there's just levels of resiliency there, right? No harm or no foul, just whatever narrative our brain attaches to can be a trauma response, which is why we say never compare trauma because everyone reacts differently to the same situation. It's a very important key part. I would say with coaching, and this is something I super stress, Coaching naturally is going to discuss traumas because it's a life interruption. It's something you have to get over, but coaching won't really process trauma or really shouldn't without therapy. It should be two very different things. We're going to acknowledge trauma and coaching. We're going to process trauma and therapy. So the coaching road can keep going. So it's like a bump, right? So shovel the bump with therapy and you're going to keep driving with coaching. So it's like, if you are noticing yourself, either like somatic, such as like headaches or belly aches or your muscles hurt, or you're reacting differently to certain things, you need to be like, well, oh, like, I don't know what's happening here. And I don't feel like me. Well, maybe you need to dive into wherever that's coming from. And I think that comes with stages of life, which is why I think therapy is forever. Um, you may not know it's trauma until you process with a therapist what happened. Mm. It could be when you were six. It could have been last month. It's just you notice an emotional shift and you're just not liking it. Like you almost can't sit and digest it. That's when I would say it's time for some therapy. Okay. Okay. I have a lot of directions. So <laughs> I have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ask away. It's, it's so like, and you know, I get this question a lot. How do I know, Alex, that I have trauma? Like, I can't tell you directly how, I mean, if you were my client, I could, I'd be like, oh, there it is. And when I pointed out, you'd be like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. But everyone's just so different. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just so different. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so with the selfish contract, you want to see people through, you were saying, you want to see the end result. So what are like, I guess, what are the tools that you help give people? Like, I feel like personally, when people come to me for advice or questions, they almost think that I will do the work for them. Like if I just ask her, she'll know what to do and she'll do it for me. So how do you help give people tools and not have them think you're going to do it for them? If they pay this money, you'll figure it out for them. It's a huge boundary as a coach and a therapist. So the first part as a therapist is the rule. We never work harder than our clients ever. You notice that it's time to sit in silence with your client because 
that they're putting it on you and this is a them thing. So with coaching, it's a little bit different because you're like pulling the wagon on the road, right? So with coaching, it's, it's almost the same, but you have to be strategic on noticing it. So, I mean, all my clients have, they're great and they really haven't done that yet. But let's say like someone's like, oh, I'm in this relationship and it's holding me back. What do I do? Well, naturally we'd want to be like, well, do, dump him because it's obviously you're not reaching your goals. But as a coach, you have to be like, well, you tell me what you're willing to do. It puts the weight back on the client. Even as a client, I would want to process that and stop and not be like, well, you told me, you know, you, mm-hmm. you tell me what you're willing to do. Because if I tell you to do it, you might take the advice, but you have to be willing to implement the change. That's the selfish contract. I can give you all the advice in the world, but what are you willing to do for you? Because you'll never see it through unless you, you really process and make that contract to your, and that promise to yourself. It's just literally imagining pushing the weight back on a client. Mm. Like, no. That is a really good way to put that. What are you willing to do? All right, girl, listen up. Do you need a website ASAP or maybe your website needs a little facelift? If you don't have the budget for a full custom design, listen up. The Styled Square creates fully customizable Squarespace website templates that are easy to use and maintain your beautiful aesthetic, but more importantly, their websites are built for seamless user experience that will lead to conversion, aka making money. And who doesn't love that? Think of these templates as your website building blueprint. Grab a coffee and make the template your own. Just change the fonts, colors, and imagery, and boom, a beautiful and functional website at a fraction of the price. Isn't that just the best? To learn more about the Styled Square website templates, head to thestyledsquare.com and use our exclusive promo code to save 15%, full of joy pod 15. I will have this all in the show notes down below. Goodbye, website struggle bus. Hello, Styled Square. Listen up entrepreneurs, business owners, creators, and content creators. Did you know that creating an income online and adding a new revenue stream to your business has never been easier? Have you ever considered taking your knowledge, skills, and expertise and converting it into a course that you can sell online? Introducing Learn Worlds. Learn Worlds is an all-in-one solution for building an e-learning business. With Learn Worlds, you can create, host, and sell your online courses, training programs, and memberships. Also with Learn Worlds, it's easy to build a complete website with a blog and a community using their intuitive site builder and pre-built templates. Learn Worlds makes it easy to create, host, and sell beautiful online courses that have an impact. With LearnWorld's intuitive platform and wealth of resources to educate yourself, you're only a few steps away from building a thriving business online in the booming knowledge economy. Go to trylearnworlds.com slash free to start your 30-day free trial. That's trylearnworlds.com slash free. Can I just say, I love how my followers are also growing with me. I have so much fun getting to know some of you in chat in the DMs. And it's so fun because I've related to some of you who have also started your own online business or started selling products. 
And one of the top questions I get is how to do the order fulfillment, especially when you're already so busy. Did you know that you don't have to ship your own orders? That's where FulfillRight comes in. FulfillRight can take care of your order fulfillment for you, saving you time, money, and stress, of course. And that means more time doing what you love and creating more resources for your following. FulfillRight is the most trusted name in order fulfillment. Help boost customer satisfaction and scale your business faster with a logistic partner that feels like an extension of your team. FulfillRight offers same-day shipping, real-time order and inventory tracking, dedicated customer service, and volume-based discounts. To learn more about how FulfillRight can help you grow your business, go to fulfillright.com, F-U-L-F-I-L-L-R-I-T-E.com, and put your orders on autopilot. Beautifully said. Um, Okay. Next question. So I really get the vibe that you are obviously very confident and um, bold and like you give yourself the time of day. So (laughs) (laughs) there's chapters to that, but yes. (laughs) Yeah. So you really listen to yourself and clearly like you listened to yourself when you were in school and you're like, maybe this isn't right. You listen to yourself, um, you know, now switching over to coaching. So what are kind of some habits or, you know, like any practices that you do to practice having that, um, that, I don't know what you call like a muscle to have that self-discovery. Like, do you journal? Do you like meditate? Like, how are you, um, so in tune with your true self? That took a lot of work. It really did. Um, I would say I've maybe peaked at this confidence you're seeing in the last month, to be honest. And I can credit that to selfish contract. I think the one muscle I really exercise and I use it in coaching, I call it playing your tape out. So if I'm in a classroom and I literally feel like, mm, like something's not right. I don't ignore things. I don't ignore the feelings. I don't ignore vibes. Um, if anything, I lean into discomfort and people are afraid of feeling uncomfortable when I like relish in it because I know it means something. And I think that's like a society issue. Like no one wants to feel the change or the shift or the discomfort of what's about to happen. And I always say I'm successful because I'm willing to fail and willing to feel it truly. Mm-hmm. Again, I've been like that since I was younger and I, I wanted to hear, I wanted to know, I, I never wanted to waste my time being comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't where it was at. Like I just never want, like that was my emotional trigger. I never wanted to be comfortable, um, which also can be, self-sabotaging too, if you, if you flip that around. Um, but I'm just in tune because when I implement playing the tape out, I'll have a conversation with myself of what does this look like in nine months? Realistically, are you working a nine to five as a therapist? And what does that look like? Are you fulfilled? Um, what are your reports looking like? What are you coming home? What does that look like? I literally have these combos like in the car, like, are you sure we want to do this? And being very transparent with myself and willing to drop it all to make the change. Like that's mm-hmm. the must. Willing to do the work for the change. Mm-hmm. Like people wow. have combos with me all the time. Like, Alex, I don't understand how you just do. You just do it. And I'm like, I do just do it because there's no time. Like I'm going to contemplate it and like push myself back. Like I just have to 
do it even if that means I fail. We just have to start. Mm, what a beautiful skill to have. <laughs> it takes a lot. It takes yeah. a lot. I, mean, I have debilitating anxiety, guys. Like I'm not perfect. I it is a skill. I've barely started journaling this year. Truly. I, I could still kind of meditate. Like that's still a struggle for me. Like everyone has their stuff. Like I just, sometimes I can't sit to process me, but I can sit and process my goal. We can't get there though. If I'm not sitting in the feeling. So we all have these like pumps to get over. But you just got to take your own number. Mm-hmm. That's the part. Wow. Yeah. That's really inspiring. Um, so I think that you're good at not putting yourself in a box. Obviously you let yourself flow. Um, and you have so many skills like we were just talking about. So yeah, what are some like gifts? Like what are your gifts in order to your skills? Um, and then how are you using them to your advantage to create your own coaching business and to create actual change in people's lives? I think my number one skill I've noticed as a therapist and a coach and just like a human, I can connect with people beyond the fluff. So you could be like the richest person in the room or the poorest person in the room. I'm going to see you for what you are. And I'm going to go straight for who you are as an individual. Like I, I don't see the things. And like everyone always laughs at me at work because I ask like these very open-ended questions because I want to know, like I love perspectives and people trip out because then I'll end up like knowing everything about these this person, right? So I just think my biggest skill is I can connect on different levels. I see people for what they are. I see where they're at currently. And I relish, like, I want to know more. Like, where are you at? Where are you going? How are you getting there? Like, I love that part of the conversation. Um, Another skill I have is, I mean, my boss has labeled it as a passion consult, but I can push people truly to the best of their abilities. Like if you tell me your dream job, I will make sure you get it. Like I just have this like, no bullshit, let's go. Snap, snap, snap. I don't wanna hear the excuses. If you want it, don't tell me because Alex is gonna hold you accountable. And every one of my friends <laughs> is they're like, oh, like don't tell Alex because Alex is gonna, okay, what are we gonna do about that? That's like just this God-given talent I've always had. Like, cause I will hold you accountable if you tell me that's what you want. Um, so those are, those are the two. Jeez. I am fired up <laughs> as you should be. And well, and you do such a good job too, though, right? Like you have implemented all the passions into this space, which is admirable and had the courage to do so. But that's why I think even with our audience, both of the audiences, like they just need an oomph. People just need an oomph and girl power. I really do feel that. Yeah, I, I do as well. And I appreciate you um, being like open and honest and being like, I just started journaling as well, because I think having any type of online platform, whether it's to sell your business or just to have as a hobby, it's so tempting to show up perfect. And like I was doing, um, you probably have seen me post about like 77 Elevate. Mm-hmm. It is like a 77 day challenge I'm doing with a couple girls. And I um, have like, work out every day, drink water every day, wake up at a certain time, just like five or six habits I want to do every day. I invited my Instagram followers to come join me. So we started a group and it's over like a hundred women in it now. And I failed like three days in a row and didn't do all the habits I was supposed to do. So I was like, okay, either I don't tell this group of women or I just 
like keep going, like it didn't happen. Or I show up, tell them I failed um, and invite them to start over with me if they failed as well. But it took me like so much courage to be like, you're not perfect. Like you got to show up imperfect or else, you know, you're not going to have that relatability anymore. Like you're just going to lose all your genuineness if you practice not being genuine. Um, so I appreciate you doing the same thing. Um, so also going, it's just so, it's just so important. Like I, they're like, you guys, (laughs) your girl, does not journal every day. I for sure didn't work out yesterday. And I don't post when I don't, but I will say like I lagged, right? Which is just the truth. If I, I would never want to hire a therapist who thought they were perfect. My God, I would never tell them anything. And like, and then even having accountability around you, like that's another coaching aspect I use, like who is in your circle and who do you lean on? Because if people aren't willing to call you out, or be like, I don't know, girl, I don't know if I want to be around this. My friends call me out daily. Thank God. Like, I don't, I don't think I can hang out with you. I really can't. So like, yeah, it's important. I commend you for that one. Yeah. Back at you. Um, okay. So going forward, what is some advice that you would give your younger self or even me? I'm a woman like you that wants to kind of be where you're at. I, I want to be in your position. I want to be a coach. I want to have clients. Um, so what's some advice that you would give me or your younger self or someone that feels like they're like behind you? You're definitely not behind me. I will tell you that. <laughs> you have given talent. <laughs> um, don't let the degrees fool you, you guys. Paper means nothing. It just means I have a good resume. It means absolutely nothing. Um, the one thing I think is important is... I just remember being young, and I don't know if you've experienced this, is everyone told us what we needed to do. You need to make sure you have this, you need to make sure you have that, and if you don't do this, you're gonna fail, you're gonna fail, you're gonna fail. The biggest advice I would give is people's limitations on you are a reflection of them, and you have to block it out. Truly. I truly Because I did not want to be an entrepreneur because of the fear that was instilled in me. Like I pushed this back for years and now here I am, right? Like full on entrepreneur. And it was a fear that was like almost inbred. Like it just latched onto me and I was so afraid because of what I was told as I grew up and what I needed to have. And this is how you become successful. And I think when we block out everyone else. I know that they're just trying to help, but if we just stay on the path of what we want to do, even if we're 19, you don't know much, but your soul has conversations with you. Just stick to your own script. Thank the people for the advice. And I mean, there's financial advice that I would take and there's some here or there's, but if you you feel like you abandon yourself in that process, you have to block it out. You have to block it out. Your soul has conversations. in this new world. There's so many jobs. Yeah, you know, they do. Mm. They do. And, and I have a lot of soul conversations in the car. Like I try not to listen to music. Um, I try not to get on the phone as much because it's process time for me and your soul. You feel it. And if you don't feel it, you're ignoring it and you're pushing it away. Yes, girl. I love it. I just think so many people listening to this, including me, are going to want to work with you. So what's next for the selfish selfish contract? How can we get involved? How can we work with you? Where can we find you? Okay, so many things. So first, the website should be up in the, well, by the time this launches, I would think in a week or two. 
Um, if you do not see like the website in my bio, just send me a DM. I'm taking early bird clients now. Um, there is a waiting list. So just send me a DM. I'll add you to it and I'll let you know right away when I'm taking clients. If anything, I probably will end up just taking you. <laughs> so go ahead and just, yeah. <laughs> um, go ahead and follow me at Selfish Contract too, or the Selfish Contract. Um, I'm going to update all the coaching on there. I'm creating a free journal prompt that I use daily. So I will have that launch and really just follow for the conversation and a transparent space. Like if you, if you can't afford the coaching, which I understand, but I try to really like showcase and share daily information that will help people stimulate their daily lives. And I answer to DMs all the time. So send me messages, talk to me. It fuels my life. I really do love it. Yes. You are one of my favorite Instagrams to follow all of your reels and IGTVs. They're quick. They're quick heading to the point. So helpful and give like actionable steps. So yeah, I definitely will link all of your things down below. Thank you again, Alex, for talking with us and giving us so much insight and advice. You're such a beautiful soul. And I'm just so excited to see what more we can create together. Thanks.